The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome. Thank you for joining me on another episode. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about the Navy SEALs Four Laws of Combat Leadership. Now, I attribute this to the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. And if you haven't read this book, it's a must. Definitely a must. Especially if you're a part of any business or any team. And even if you're not, it's beneficial for leading yourself and your family. Extreme ownership is a, is a principle and an idea that can affect every aspect of your life, making you responsible for your success and happiness overall. And I want to start off with a quote from Jocko Willing. Implementing extreme ownership requires checking your ego and operating with a high degree of humility. Admitting mistakes, taking ownership, and developing a plan to overcome challenges are integral to any successful team. That's Jocko Willink from Extreme Ownership. So a lot of the book is about admitting mistakes, being able to take ownership. And if you're in a leadership role, you have to take ownership. Regardless if something is not your fault, that's what he means by a high degree of humility. It's not about you. It's about the team. It's about the business. It's about the family. Whatever. And the Navy SEALs are amongst the toughest men in the world. I think their training is the most elite. And the ability for them to maintain that elite, uh, those elite skill sets and be the most effective, they practice these four laws. They call it the laws of combat. Um, but the book Extreme Ownership takes these laws and shows us how to uh, implement them in business and in our personal lives. And it's it's amazing. And I know many of you might be entrepreneurial or entrepreneurs already have their own, have your own businesses or thinking about having your own businesses. Or if you're in the military still or got out the military or any leadership role. Like you are still a leader, even if you don't have a title that you can think of. If I didn't mention, if you're not, if you don't, if you don't think you're an entrepreneur, if you weren't in the military, you're not in a leadership role, you're just an employee somewhere. It doesn't matter because everyone has leadership in their lives, and you can implement these four laws as an employee because leadership is a requirement for any success. You need to be able to lead yourself. And that's the big thing. You're already a leader in your family, your relationships, your friendships, at work. Even if you don't think you are, you are leading the people you spend time with, with or without your knowing. But most importantly, you're a leader of yourself. If your ability to lead yourself to get what you need to get done, 
to get into action, to get closer to your goals, to to acknowledge that, to work on your relationships. Every relationship you have is an opportunity to be a leader. So these laws are going to definitely help in all areas. Okay, and these principles might be centered on combat. But they help, if they help the most elite do the most stressful jobs and, and be in the most stressful situations imaginable, they can help you at work or in your relationship or whatever business you can op- you're operating. Because I promise you, your business that you're operating is not as stressful as Navy SEALs in a combat mission. Okay, so if these laws can work there, it could work anywhere. And that's the whole purpose that Jocko Willink and Leif Babin uh, wanted to center their book around. They've learned these lessons. If they work in that environment, they can work in an office or in a home. Okay? And leadership is just a reflection of how we see ourselves. Our ability to lead others is directly reflecting off our ability to lead ourselves. Okay, and the first law of combat, or combat leadership, is cover and move. Cover and move. It, it sounds simple, you cover and move, but what, what it really is talking about is the alignment between the team. The teamwork. And having the full picture, the full, the mission is everyone's goal. So in a, in a combat situation, they talk about cover and move is the most simplest way to advance. Not everyone in a combat situation could run at the same time without taking cover and doing it strategically. So the way they do it, a few people will run while a few people are covering while other people move and then they, they, they alternate. And that's how they advance wherever they're at from point A to point B. They have each other's back and they're, they're trying to achieve the same mission. They're in alignment with each other because... Without each other, and they they can't cover and move properly, if they're all trying to move without being smart about it, it's detrimental to them, and obviously detrimental to their mission. So having the full picture, being in alignment with the team, understanding the mission, and covering moving, watching each other's back, having, having that ability to help each other advance together. You can't advance one person at a time. You can't leave anyone behind because teamwork is the ultimate synergy. And that's what's going to help any mission that you're on. If it's with your family, if it's business, whatever the case is, cover and move, protect, help each other, be in alignment, have the same goal. Okay, the next combat law is simple. Keep it simple. Now... (laughs) We know simple, like we all want it to be simple, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it could be complicating. But how do we take what's complicated as a leader and simplify that so that there's no ambiguity? There's no no confusion. Complexity is the enemy of execution. So being able to simplify it for your team or for your family members will ultimately keep everything clear. And the clarity, you want clarity, right? Just like you would explain something to a child. And yes, 
the people you work with are grown adults. You shouldn't have to talk to them like children. But the concept of talking to them in a manner that they could fully understand is how you simplify anything with a child. You have to simplify it. And if, if they're supposed to understand bigger terms or whatever, and you're on that same page, simple might simple looks different for everybody. And every workspace and every conversation. But how can you simplify that? How can you make sure everything that you're putting down is clear and understandable? Sometimes we expect people to just know exactly what we mean or know exactly what we're thinking, but we haven't explained it fully. We haven't articulated it as clearly as possible. And then we get mad when they don't understand or when they, or we think they understand and they think they understand, but we didn't reinsure. We didn't reinforce or we didn't ask the question if this is, do you fully understand and give them the opportunity to say, no, I don't understand. This is where every relationship, sometimes people are too afraid to say, I don't actually know what the hell you just told me to do. I have no idea what to do. And instead of yelling at them or getting pissed off, that's a failure on our part as a leader to articulate that to them. We failed to communicate it clearly enough for them to have no confusion. Clarity is the most important part, I think, of getting a team to be on the same page. And if the team doesn't get it, you haven't simplified it enough. And it's just a simple question. Do you fully understand? Do you fully get it? And being in a, a, a team of strong chemistry and synergy, people should be able to voice themselves when they don't understand. They should be able to ask those questions. But as a leader, you have to give them the ability, open that space up so they can ask those questions. Why are you doing it? Whatever the case is in any business, any team, any relationship, if you're doing something, the team, the individuals need to know why they're doing it. And they talk about this in extreme ownership because people tend to think if you're in the military, you just take orders blindly, numbly. You don't feel you're not thinking human being anymore if you're in the military. And that's not the case. Especially if you're going to risk your life in combat, you need to know exactly why you're doing that certain task. And if you don't know why, how can you fully get behind it? How can you fully... Give it your all if you don't know why. People need to know why they're doing things. We all have thinking brains. And I know some people are like, I don't know about everybody. There's some people out there. I don't know if they they can function. Their brain doesn't. <laughs> but they, everyone does. And it might be, people might be on a different level. People need, not everyone, you can't communicate the same way to everybody. Sometimes people, it takes more time. Sometimes things don't click immediately. And that's okay. People learn at different paces. But why are you doing it? If people know why, in any business, if they know why they're doing something, why they have to report something, why they have to make this spreadsheet, why they have to fill out this paperwork, why they have to do these things, they at least can go into it with the full understanding of its importance. 
And maybe they're doing stuff that might not be as important. And that's why we need to be able to take feedback. If you're in a leadership position, you have to be able to take feedback. Take feedback and be able to clear, clarify the why behind everything. Before they ask. Because sometimes you might be in a role where people don't aren't comfortable asking you questions. That's something you can develop and work on over time, building trust. But you have to be able to explain the why. In extreme ownership, they talk about the Navy SEALs having to program their radios. Now, every platoon has a radio man, a specific person who specializes at communicating through radios and fixing the radios and doing all these things. And then Jocko Willink, being a seasoned veteran, and he understood the, the nature of combat, being a great SEAL leader, he explained to his team the importance of why everyone needs to know how to program their radios. Not just one person. They can't depend on the radio man to program their radios all the time. Because in the heat of battle... You need to, something might happen. You, you need to know how to program your radio and communicate to the Army forces or the Marine forces, not just the Navy SEAL forces. And there was several stories in the book explaining and, sh- and you know, articulating why that critical skill of knowing how to program their radios saved their lives. It saved lives. But they, they pushed off learning. The, his platoon pushed off learning. Because they have to do all this training. They have so much going on. Programming the radios is just an afterthought. Like, alright, when we have time, we can learn how to program the radios. Until Jocko explained the importance of programming the radios. And that you're not going out into combat until you know how to program your radios. And this is why. Because in the heat of battle, you need to know how to communicate as fast as possible and you might not have those luxuries of communicating and waiting five ten minutes to get a communication back you have to be able to do it in an instant and so his entire platoon knew how to program their radios but until they had clarity on why they were doing it they did not learn so confusion leads to an action always keep it simple Next one is prioritize and execute. Number three, prioritize and execute. We're always going to have a bunch of problems. There's always going to be multiple problems going on at once. But not every problem is a priority in that very moment. And prioritize and execute is finding the most prior, the number one priority, the highest priority, focusing on one at a time. We want to do, we want everything to be a priority. Everything's high priority. Everything's number one priority. But if everything's highest priority, none of it's highest priority because they're all too important. So they become unimportant. If everything's important, nothing's important. So what's the num- what's the most important, what's the highest priority? What is number one? And that's the first one we got to do. Focus on the first one. Move on to the next. All right. And pull back from the firing line, right? Step back and maintain the strategic picture. And this is important of a leader. They talk about it in the book that the SEAL 
commander who's on the on the ground with the platoon, the platoon commander can't be aiming down his sights the entire time. It's more important for him to not be looking down his sights of his rifle, but to see the full picture, to be in the middle of the pack. He can't be all the way in the front because he doesn't know what's going on in the back. He can't be all the way in the back because he doesn't know what's happening in the front. So be in the middle, be able to adjust, be flexible, but you can't be aiming down the sights the whole time as a leader because your vision is very small. If you're looking down a rifle, you can't see much. Your vision is very small. And that is not your role at that time. You have people that are aiming down the sights, protecting each other. And as a leader, we have to look back, step back and maintain that strategic picture or the big picture. How can I see everything? The only way I can see everything is if I step back and look, not aiming down my rifle. How can I prioritize? How can I prioritize the next movement, the next tasks and execute? Relax, look around, make a call. That's what Jocko Willink says. Relax, look around, make a call. Look, see, move. You have to take action, but you have to be able to see first. Look around, make a call, make a call. Right? Don't get bogged down by the minutiae. There's always these little things happening here and there. There's always going to be little problems come up. But you can't get bogged down. You have to maintain the strategic picture. Relax. Look around. Make a call. Prioritize and execute. Definitely crucial in all business. And it was definitely a crucial aspect in combat. And then number four, which is huge. And being in the military, I saw this. I saw this. And it's the only way big organizations can even function is through this one. Decentralized command. So what decentralized command is, is having leaders on every level that can make decisions. So let's say on a grand scale, the, the U.S. Navy, we have the chief of naval operations. The CNO, he's in charge of the whole Navy. But he can't make all the decisions for every command. There are hundreds of ships, submarines, there's land commands, there's, there's so many commands all around the world. The CNO, the Chief of Naval Operations, the Admiral, can't make every decision. He needs leaders on every command, commanders... And on every level, there needs to be decision makers because one person can't make all the decisions. So empowering leaders and subordinates. Just like any business, if it's a retail business, the CEO can't be there to make the decisions at every single store. He sets the expectation. He sets the standards or she, he or she sets the standards. What their expectations are guidelines why if they're a good ceo or leader they'll explain why they want everything to be done this way so their subordinates understand why and can spread that down but they can't make all the decisions same thing in any business a lot of times the ceo wants to have all the control 
They want to micromanage. They want control. They want to make every single decision. But that actually deteriorates all the trust. And if you have to make all the decisions, you might not have the right subordinates, the right leaders. Or maybe you're not communicating clearly enough and simply enough for them to carry out those expectations. Or maybe they don't know why. But if they know why, and it's simple and clearly understood, and you have leaders, they can make decisions. The top leader cannot make all the decisions. Leader on every level, every level decisions. But that ownership has to be given. As a leader, you have to give them the capability and the ownership to make those decisions. They have you have to give them the ability to take extreme ownership as well on their level. Nelson Mandela said something that I believe is profound. And he said, lead from the back and let others believe they are in front. And that is what a great leader does. He observes while his subordinates or his other leaders are leading. And they feel empowered to make decisions. They feel empowered to contribute and share their ideas. Because one leader might have a strong suit. He might be good in a certain aspect, a certain way of thinking, certain ideas, but he's not going to be perfect in everything. And that's why we need other people. We need other great minds. We need to communicate this. And giving them ownership, giving them the ability to make decisions, giving them the ability to be creative, giving them the ability to contribute, makes a stronger team on every level. And these are these four combat laws can be used in family, right? Or, or, or raising children or coaching or teaching or whatever the case is. When you have leaders on every level, there's more cohesion. When people know how to prioritize and execute, they'll get more things done. When you communicate simply, everyone's on the same page. There's transparency. There's trust, which is the root of all great relationships. When we're covering and moving, we're working together. We're protecting each other's back. We're in alignment, and we're going to achieve the same mission. So that was my great takeaways from Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I'll add the links in the notes, but definitely, definitely one of the best books in leadership that I've ever read. And I highly recommend it. Absolutely 100%. Read it, listen to it multiple times because these lessons that work out on the battlefield in the most stressful, dangerous areas ever can work in your home. It could work in your business. It could work in any relationship. As long as you take the ownership to be a leader. And with that, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. I love you. And until next time. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember... 
you are a conqueror.